Hi, I'm Jada. And I'm Cassidy. And this is Books with Benefits. This week we're talking about... We are talking about The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. (laughs) Very exciting, guys. This bitch has never been so excited to talk about a book, I think. This is just one of my favorite books. I know there's a lot of people out here who... I mean, people... I mean, people love it. There are a ton of people who love it. There's also a lot of people who, you know, (laughs) think it's a little pretentious. But that's okay. (laughs) We'll get into it. Content warning. This podcast is not intended for anyone under the age of 18. So while the author has not provided specific warnings for this book, um, I will note there are mentions of drugs, starvation, attempted suicide, and questionable relationships. As always, I suggest you to do some research on possible triggers before reading. It's easy. Just do a little Google search. That's what I do. So the following is the Goodreads summary for The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. France, 1714. In a moment of desperation, a young woman makes a Faustian, sorry, saying that wrong, bargain to live forever. Faustian. (laughs) (laughs) And is cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets. Thus begins the extraordinary life of Addie LaRue in a dazzling adventure that will play out across centuries and continents, across history and art, as a young woman learns how far she will go to leave her mark on the world. But everything changes when, after nearly 300 years, Addie stumbles across a young man at a hidden bookstore, and he remembers her name. Okay. I have so much to say about that. Anyway. um, (laughs) Okay. Let's give our ratings, and then we can really deep dive into this. Okay. Um, okay, what'd you give it overall, Cassidy? Five. Oh, five. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Five stars. Well, I gave it a four, so it wasn't as low as I think you thought it might be. I know you've seen it on my good I know. Eats, I've but... seen your. I've seen your. I, I freaking stalk your good <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading like six books right I now. I literally, too. I did like tell it to do this, but I get emails whenever you <laughs> <laughs> update something. She just stays in the know about my reading habits. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? I can't get away from it. Yeah. What else would you expect podcast co-hosts to do, especially when your podcast is about books? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I stock people's Goodreads, not their Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Same. If you add me as a friend on Goodreads, just beware. I'm going to know everything yeah. you're fucking reading. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the plot, what do you get? I have a feeling. Uh, I get five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. Um, <laughs> I give it a four, so not as low as it could have been, but you know. Yeah, five. Okay. okay, characters. Um, I give it a four. I gave it a four point five. Okay, okay. Right. There's a character that just really gets to me. Oh my! God. <laughs> we have so different views on this. I cannot wait. I've been. I hope you guys know. I have very, very, very much avoided talking to Cassidy about this book until today. <laughs> Because I didn't, and the next one, and but. the yeah, and the next one. I haven't said a, hardly a word. I've tried very hard. Um, okay, what about setting? Uh, five. Oh, 
3.5. The setting is one of, like, my favorite parts of the book. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Especially the, like, back and forth, but... The face I just made to Cassidy. Anyway. <laughs> no, I'm looking at my Word document. Oh, so I can't see, see it. <laughs> okay, what about fluff and feels? Um, a 4.5. 3.5. Really more so for the feels part mm-hmm. of it rather than the fluff. I mean, the writing's very fluffy uh, if yeah. you want to consider that. Yeah. I, I mean, I could have given that a 5 if I considered it like that. So... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's. it depends on your reading habits if you're going to like this book or not. I'm just going to tell you now. Yeah. Um, I pushed, and I think it depends a lot on, like, things you have liked previously. Yeah. So I might give some other books that I think I also liked maybe towards the end. Well, and I think it but, would be nice for us to share, too, the one that will be upcoming that we're, is kind of along the same. Not super similar, but along yeah. the same style. Do we um, want to just talk about those now? Since we're yeah, yeah, are. we can. <laughs> so if you've read any of these, you might also like Addie LaRue. Um, so we just read Alone with You in the Ether by Olive Blake. Yeah, I like it. Well, they're not like they're not like the plots really aren't similar. Right. The writing is kind of a similar vibe, although I do feel like Addie LaRue is like higher on the scale of the kind of writing. It yeah, is. it definitely is. Um. Some other books, kind of, like, I really like The Song of Achilles. Also, the writing's not similar, but I have, like, I just kind of feel like you might like that one if you liked this one. I feel like when um, you read books, you get a feeling, and if you get that feeling with one book and another book, even if the styles are different, the plots are different, the characters are different, then they just are similar books. Yeah. Um... I haven't read it yet, but a lot of people are saying The Last Tale of the Flower Bride, which is one I would do want to read. Maybe. But they're saying that if you like the writing of Addie LaRue, you'll like that one. Which, just that statement alone, I'm like, okay, guess I gotta read it. Okay, guess Jada <laughs> shouldn't read it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any... I want to read more of these books, although for the podcast we haven't been reading as many, and I've been... Just overwhelmed recently. <laughs> yeah, we've been struggling on the book front, too. We've got a lot going on Thanks. right now, people. But we're getting back into it. We're trying. Um, but, yeah, so if you like those books or you think you If would, you like books with very, um, quote-unquote, pretentious I was writing, about to say, guess, use the word, use the word. <laughs> um, then I think you'll like it. It's very, there's, like, it's written in, like, a lot of prose, like, that kind of writing, yeah. which I'm... Oh, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, you are. I love it. Way too much. If you give me, like, pretty sexy writing, I'm like, God damn, that's better than any smut scene I can <laughs> Sometimes it makes me want to throw up, but it's okay. I'm trying to trying to broaden my horizons here. <laughs> the first time I – I listened to this book the first time I read it, and I just, like – oh, I was soaking it in. Every <laughs> – I can't stand you. Oh, God. So, okay, well. that's about how that went. Um, I mean, I think you guys will you guys will understand more about our differing opinions on things. But um, so if you're going to read it, read it now um, mm-hmm. and come back. And then we're going to have some spoiler talk. So let's go. 
So Cassidy's gonna dive in and tell us about part one. Okay, so in part one, we meet Adeline, aka Addie LaRue, who was born over 300 years ago in Vion, a small (laughs) French village. Uh, A local woman, Estelle, taught her about the old gods, but warned her to not call them after dark. That's a big thing. Don't call them. Don't do it. Don't beat me. Although if you were me, I would say, hee hee hee. Daddy Luke. (laughs) Uh, Estelle also told her she had seven freckles, one for each man she would love someday. Dun, dun, dun. Um, In 1714, Addie is 23 and engaged, but she longs to be free. As she prays to the old gods, the night falls and the devil answers. Addie asks to live freely and to have more time. As a gift, she offers her favorite possession, a carved wooden ring. But the devil rejects it. Instead, she offers the devil her soul. When... (laughs) That's... Don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) When she's done with... She offers her soul when she's done with it, and he accepts. Uh, She's given eternal life, but no one can remember her because she wanted to live freely. Mm -hmm. As soon as she leaves their sight, they forget her. In present day, Addie survives by stealing and sneaking into others' apartments to sleep. She can't give people her real name or tell her story. She also cannot keep a home or keep possessions. The exception is a wooden ring, which she cannot get rid of. She walks into a used bookstore to steal a book, but is caught by the clerk, Henry, but he lets her take it anyway. You know what's kind of funny? I didn't realize all that happened in part one. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. (laughs) um also i'm really glad so backtrack into when you read the synopsis just a minute ago um Mm -hmm. before when we did the ratings i'm glad i never read that because it really would spoil something for me i got (laughs) it what would it have spoiled i didn't know she gonna meet a man that remember her okay but that's like but it happened so early on in the beginning but it doesn't feel like it when you don't read these kinds of books (laughs) I know, you're, like, going on forever. I'm like, bitch, I swear to God, that happens in, like, the first, <laughs> like, like first 50 pages. <laughs> it took so long. So long. Okay, so, yeah, that's pretty much part one. I love Estelle. Yeah, Estelle Wild. Um, oh, my God, whenever, so this already happens, and Addie, like, goes to Estelle's house, and what does Estelle say? Are you? <sighs> it was horrible. She's like, are you a friend or a, uh, what did she say? It's not a phantom. Are you? you, Or something, but something like that. Something. And it was so sad. That first part when like, no one's remembering Addie. Her parents don't know who she is. Estelle didn't know who she is. Her like best friend. Yeah. Didn't, didn't know her. I straight up would have done tapped out right there. Yeah. That part would have been really hard. And. Uh, and she's like kind of learning about all the like caveats of her of her curse Mm -hmm. and so she can't like leave any kind of mark like if she makes a stain Mm -hmm. on something it's going to disappear or she knocks something over and breaks it then it like returns and fixes itself yep she can't say her name she can't really do much of anything yeah (laughs) she can steal yeah that fucker (laughs) That's and there's a quote and it's like, um, oh gosh, see, I wish I had like these written down. 
Um, but it was Luke talking about stealing and like why she's allowed to steal because it's like the best thieves are invisible or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, damn, you're right. <laughs> I did have, um, at the very beginning, I had some quotes that normally I don't read books of this writing style, but I had some that really stuck out to me, like this one, um, a word like a millstone, all weight and no warmth. I like that. Um, and then the day passes like a sentence. The sun falls like a scythe. Oh, God that's a good damn. one. Damn. See, see, I love that shit. See, but there's too much of it sometimes for me. Oh, no. It could just be... That's that's the whole... No, because then sometimes I'm like, okay, so what... Can we get to the point? So what's happening? That's kind of mm. how I feel about it. Uh, like, if the book goes on and on and, like, drones on something, but... There's, um, one... I almost want to pull out, pull out my book. You got your physical copy? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Guys, if you hear some uh, bookish noises, <laughs> just take it as book ASMR. Yeah. And um, because. Oh, here's the bookish I wanna, noises. I know, bookish noises. Oh, darling, he'd said in a soft, rich way, I was the night itself. I was the night itself. I want to. Like, I want to kick him in the shins. I was, <laughs> that's how. That's how I feel about him. I will always feel that way about him. Ugh. Never pray to the gods. The answer after dark. Obviously, we all know that one. I have the dreamer quote, but I won't read it. Why? Well, it's just like. A dreamer scorns her mother. A dreamer mourns her father. A dreamer warns Estelle. Still, it is, does not seem such a bad word. See, I think that was good. I'm glad I you know, read I it. Love Thank that you. One. <laughs> this one, I love this one. Books she has found are a way to live thousands of lives or to find strength in a very long one. I feel like this book is just traumatizing, too. Oh, yeah. It, it does have a lot. Like, it is kind of traumatizing. It has, like... I don't know. I think, like, the plot itself, I... I like that. I like the thought of, oh, a girl that, you know, is around for that long. Mm-hmm. But I think there are parts of it that I wanted to see more of that I didn't see any of. Mm. Like the ins and outs. I know you can only say so much in a book, but like of those <laughs> 300 years, I would rather have learned more about like what that was like going through the ages and like. I mean, there definitely is some of that in here. But not so. as near as much as I would have preferred. I know. We could have just thrown out all those Henry scenes and just added No. Something. More like Ugh. all those stupid Luke scenes. Pointless. He's going to tell her same shit. Say, sorry, bitch. You shit out of I luck. love him. No. Okay. I'm a Henry stan. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand Henry. He's I love Henry. He's the only one who made me cry in the whole motherfucking book. Oh, God. Because <laughs> he's the only one that really, truly got Addie. Anywhere. Anyway, we haven't even hardly talked about him yet. We're not talking about him yet. Oh, my God. Um, here, here's another quote. <laughs> she will learn in time that she can lie, and the words will flow line, easily poorly swallowed. But the truth will always stop at the end of her tongue. Her story silenced for all but herself. Yeah, I hate that. Oh, God, I love it. Oh, deja vu, deja su, deja vu. She says that all the time. Already seen, already known, already lived. Okay, that's all I'll read out of there. I have one little part. Um, 
talking about uh, stupid Luke's eyeballs. <laughs> I do like this one. It's kind of long, but I don't know if this is from part one. I'm over here in percentages. You're in parts. <laughs> I don't know where we are. I'm just reading what I want. Um, and it's it will take Addie years to learn the language of those eyes, to know that amusement renders them the shade of summer ivy, while, while annoyance lightens them to sour apple. And pleasure, pleasure darkens them to the almost black of the woods at night, only the edges still discernible as green. Tonight, they are the slippery color of weeds caught in the current of a stream. By the end of dinner, they will be another shade entirely. I did like that. I okay, and See, if it, I just love it. Not See, only though do I love Luke, but that writing I love. <sighs> Yum. That's See, delicious. there's only so much I can take. There's only only so much, only so much. But it's also good. No. Okay. Um. Here, I'll start reading part two. <laughs> okay, tell me. This one's like a very short little section. Uh, in part two, the devil appears yearly, each time asking Addie if she's ready to relinquish her life and her soul. Each time she declines. He takes on the form and name of Luke, of an imaginary stranger Addie once daydreamed about. Addie learns to survive and navigate her new world. In present day, Addie sees Henry again, who recognizes her, and they go on a date. I love that. Henry. <sighs> Henry is just like, he's... Such a beta in a bad way. No. <laughs> you quit saying mean things about Henry. Oh, God. I know. Controversial. People love Henry. And you hate enemies to lovers. You hate it. I do, but this one isn't written like the general enemies to lovers. Yeah, because she really is not supposed to be with that stupid hoe. Yeah, she fucking is. No. Way more people stand her and Luke than they do stand him and <laughs> her and Henry. I stand her and Henry. I stand by it. <laughs> and if there was... I will, I'll give Luke this. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Do I like the type of character he is? Yes. Do I like the powers he holds? Yes. Would I read a book about just Luke if he left Addie alone and did something fucked off and did something else? Yes. But do I want him to bother Addie anymore? No. Leave her yes. alone. <laughs> leave her alone. I'm sick of it. Never never leave her alone. Leave her She's alone. a dumb bitch in the first place, though. But Well, anyone who make a deal with the devil is a dumb bitch. But I, <laughs> I just, this is why I don't love, I mean, you'll learn later in the book, I mean, why this happened with Henry, why Henry can Right, her. right. But... I mean, it's even that is all orchestrated by Luke. Like, I'm just an Addie Luke fan. I know you for slut. life, and that's just how it's going to be. I hate it. <laughs> I literally hate it. I just love it. Um, okay, so I guess I can go into the next part. Yeah, read me part. Um, so this will be parts three and four. Oh, okay. Um, so. Addie continues to see Henry. Uh, when Henry's friends don't recognize her, Addie tells him the truth about her bargain with the devil. To her surprise, Henry admits to Addie that he, too, made a deal with the devil a year ago. After getting his heart broken, he asks to be loved in exchange for his soul. Since then, everyone sees him as whatever they want to see. 
His exes ask for a second chance and he's offered a job he's completely unqualified for. He realizes that people love him, but they also don't really see him. It's not real love. But Addie seems to genuinely see him. It's, it's sad. It's very sad. It is sad. His story is sad. Like, because he desperately wants to be loved. Yeah. And like, I think he, the one thing he's missing is like, even his friends, I think, their love for him is not what he wants it to be. And I yeah. I think that that makes it even harder on Henry. Yeah. I mean, if you kind of think about it, though, like, I think anyone who would make a bargain for love, it's never going to be fulfilling because it will never be real. Right. It'll never be genuine. Because, like, that's kind of, like, what we, like, crave, like, love that is genuine, you know? Yeah. And, like, unconditional, too. Yeah. These people know. do be loving Henry. It's. I think that's one of the most, like, it gave me the ick. Not because, like, <laughs> of the writing or anything. Just it made me uncomfy. Every time one of them, like, gets the little clouds over their eyes, I was like, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, and even though that, that is, it's not as obvious, though, as you would think when you're just, like, reading that or, like... That you know that everyone has to, like, love him. or Right, right. Because it's not like they're just, like, then falling over, like, their feet in front of him. It's just kind of like a gentle. Like a, oh, <laughs> here I'm interested in you. But then yeah. it is weird because there are people he thinks are genuine. And then he's like, oh, no. Yeah, just, just little Henry. It sucks, it sucks. And also he made, like... The worst deal ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's really bad. It's really bad. Like, I get it. He was, like, you know, really on the edge. (laughs) Yeah, really did be, bro. But, I mean, for one year. Oh, see, to me, like, that wouldn't, I would, that would not be worth it at all to me. No, because it's not fulfilling anyway. Like, not only are you selling your whole soul. Two, okay, if, okay. That doesn't just okay. doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to, like, if it's going to be up to <laughs> like, I'm going to sell my whole entire soul for one year of, like, being loved. Are you yeah. kidding? Or is that a joke? I would rather just, like, off myself now and, like, we're going to be reincarnated or something. Or something's going to happen. But, yeah. like, that. Damn. I mean, it really is. It was a shitty deal. All things yeah. considered. I mean, it really... It I mean, not... compared to, like, Addie's deal. Yeah, it like, is shitty. Not... <laughs> it, it was like Luke used to be so genuine, like, 300 years ago. He's like, and now... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, something I would like is even, like, a short story collection, like, looking at deals that he's made with people. I would like that, too. I know we saw that one, like thing of him like like yeah yeah like taking the other person saying num 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 yeah fucking crazy yeah but Uh, i really am i'm a henry stan through and through i don't like it's not that i hate henry i think he's fine i think he's a good guy it's just not who i'm like rooting for well and you are you're such a villain loving bitch i love villains (laughs) And I'm over here, I love the big protector, 
the one who saves the day, even if it is the villain sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Henry, though. Henry's not big protector. Henry's no, like, no. Ooh, ooh, I'm but little Henry. I love That's- like the one that feels like a genuine match, and he does oh, to me. Good. Okay. I mean, and here sure. I got a quote. I got a quote. They do not fit together perfectly. He was not made for her the way Luke was, but this is better because he is real and kind and human and he remembers. God, yeah, because Luke Luke could have done that to anybody. Okay. And it would have been the same thing. No, it was Henry. Because Henry was the one that Addie needed. Okay, but said who? Said Luke. No. So he Luke could have hit, picked anybody to do this. But do this I don't thing think anybody would have been, been quite reaction. as good as as Henry was for Addie. That's a bunch of bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Part five. <laughs> okay. Henry begins to write down Addie's story with Addie dictating. Looks like we have a reason for Henry to be here. Oh, my God. Uh, meanwhile, in the past, the book <laughs> describes Addie and Luke's relationship over the course of over 100 years, from the 1700s to the end of the 1800s. Addie travels across Europe with Luke, visiting usually on July 29th, but he skips some years. He occasionally will rescue her from a sticky situation, claiming he wants to be the one to break her, or he'll whisk her off to some place. Addie accuses him of being lonely and in want of company. She really do be getting in some sticky situations. Yeah, she do be fucking up around here, bro. Like, the the freaking when she went through the plague, that... <laughs> God. That it's was like, traumatic. It is traumatic. If you really actually sit and think about the existence she lives, it is so traumatic. Yeah, it was bad. Well, and I think that, too... I wanted to see more of that. Like, I wanted to see more of, like, the ins and outs. I, like, I'm a big history buff. So, like, I wanted to see her, like, live through all of those things. Like, and I felt like I wasn't fulfilled in the way I wanted to be in those aspects. I I felt like I had gotten enough of it. See, I know that, and I know that wasn't the point of the book. But I think I would have been okay with the writing style more if they gave me more of that. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I know it's hard to cram so much into a book, but. Yeah. When she was locked up in the jail cell. Oh, God. Then the ring. (laughs) That crazy ass ring. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? I will say, though, I feel like you, like, you can't truly grasp how, like, oh, people can't remember you. Okay. But, like, that affects every part of your life. Like, you can't make money. You can't. stay in a freaking hotel for a night because yeah, you get kicked out yeah literally that, that happens so, yeah that was like her first time like in the beginning like when she yeah. first gets to like somewhere to like try to stay in this town and like i think she tried to be like sneaky and pull it off but she didn't and it was horrible yeah and it's just like what's the point and yeah, she's really just awful. like what's the point of trying to be a good person when you can't like, right well and i think that I mean, I respect that. I mean, if I was her, I would steal everything, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
I and how she goes and stays in that guy's apartment. Yeah, when he's not there, she's like, la 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 la, and she takes like a nice bath <laughs> and drinks wine his, all over his yeah, couch. Yeah, I was like drinking his wine. Yep. And I'm like, I don't know. I guess that maybe in the grand scheme of things, it's really not so bad that she steals everything. Like, it's not really affecting the people, you know, in like such drastic ways. Yeah. I don't know. Me. I have one part. I have a quote. I don't know what I don't know what section any of these quotes are from because I'm on the percentage life and you're on the parts and we don't we're not talking pages, so I just I don't even know. But I have one. It's like kind of a common theme throughout the book, but it's Addie just says she says, "But isn't it wonderful to be an idea?" I I like that. Yeah. And then I'm telling you though. I have been re- like reading the physical copy of this book i hate reading physical copies it is so not for me i used to be that bitch oh my god it's like pulling teeth to try to get me to read a physical it hurts copy your now. hand it it hurts my hands it hurts my neck because i'm trying to like <laughs> run around you can't read that shit when you're laying in bed you can't like Mm-mm. you can't see the pages my little old lady eyes can't see it <laughs> I need, like, a bright LED screen now to read. (laughs) I didn't realize how big the font was on my iPad until I tried to read on my phone the other day. No, your iPad... Listen, I almost only read on my phone. Your fucking iPad, bitch. (laughs) My iPad is the the biggest iPad. TV screen. It's the biggest (laughs) one you can buy. And it's it's almost the same size screen as my MacBook. I mean, like, like, my iPad is the same size as yours, but I can't imagine, like... Like taking it around with me and like, like reading on it. <laughs> I always do. I always do, and that's I. I didn't realize I had kept upping the font size on it, and I didn't realize quite how big it was until recently when I I wanted I wanted to read in bed so bad, but my iPad was dead, and so I grabbed my phone and I was like, oh no, <laughs> that's, that's almost I, like. Ebooks, I pretty much only read on my phone. I do have my Kindle, but the font on my Kindle is no bigger than the font on my phone. Yeah, see, I need to shrink it back down, but then it hurts my eyes, so whatever. Yeah. And okay. sometimes I read with a green background. Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say no because, yeah. I just can't help myself. Um, okay, part six. <laughs> In 1914, Luke admits to liking Addie's company and gives her a wooden ring so she can call on him. She okay. finally uses it in 1944 when she gets uh, captured during World War II. When he comes to visit in 1952, he admits to wanting her. They end up in an affair which lasts for years and Addie falls for him. He says he loves her. In 1980, Addie asks Luke to release her from the deal. He says it requires her to surrender. And Addie lashes out at him and they fight. Luke doesn't appear again for 40 years. In the present, Addie learns that Henry's deal was only for a year. After that, he'll die. He has a month left. Addie calls on Luke to beg him to change his deal with Henry. Luke refuses until Addie promises herself to him in exchange for releasing Henry. Luke Mm. accepts. Like, God damn, that pissed me off so bad. I know. So bad. I know. And everyone's like, oh, Luke, such a shitty. But, okay, I feel like there could be stuff, like, we don't understand or don't know about some of these situations. I mean, yeah, maybe, but. 
Like the soul, th- like who knows? Maybe like she literally had to release herself for him to like get her out of the deal. That's you never stupid, know. though. It could. It's you never stupid. know. I do have. Although a I'm like here for it. I'm like yeah. You're, yeah, you nasty slut. You do. You. <laughs> I just cannot. I hate Luke so much. Oh. I have okay. I don't know where this fell in the parts, um, but I have a quote in it. It's kind of. It feels nonsensical now that I'm reading it back to myself, but I think it provides a good perspective of the way that Addie has had to live and the people she's had to miss out on. Um, I don't know how to say this guy's last name, but the quote is, there is George something and Roger's oldest daughter and Isabel's two sons. And the next time Addie comes, they will all be dead. The last of her old life, her first life buried in the same 10 meter plot. Like, goddamn. Mm. That sucks. Okay, this is another, uh, just this little quote. I feel like you'll be like, oh, yeah, I see why Cassie like, is, like <laughs> has her dick hard for Luke. I. <laughs> this is him talking, by the way. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is like in the very beginning, too, I think. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> you are. <laughs> what? I am stronger than your God and older than your devil. I am the darkness between stars and the roots beneath the earth. I am promise and potential. And when it comes to playing games, I divine the rules. I set the pieces and I choose when to play. I am stronger than your God and older than your devil. Mm, 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 mm. Fist bumping. You can't see me, but I'm fist bumping. (laughs) (laughs) I literally, he just is, uh, he's such a bitch. I stand by it. Fuck you, Luke. Suck my ass. Anyway. I don't know. Um, There's just so much, like, from the moment that we, like, are introduced to Henry, like, and, of course, we, you and I had talked about this book briefly, and I knew you had your dick hard for Luke anyway, but even still, when I learned about Henry, I was like, there is no way that I will like Luke anymore. (laughs) Like I knew immediately, regardless yeah, of what he's bargaining for. Read like there was never a moment where I preferred like the first time I was reading it. There was not one moment when I was like, "Oh, I prefer Henry." The only other character in this whole book that I would rather ship her with is that girl. That artist. girl, yeah, the girl. <laughs> Me too. That yeah. is the only. Like, oh, and I love, I just love that, how, like, she paints, like, the ideas of Addie, and, like, Addie, yeah. like, can tell, and the girl's always, like, there's always, like, this girl that I don't know I'm painting, yeah. and it's, like, her, and I'm, like, oh, and it's so sad. God. Well, and there's, at that, honestly, that scene, I think it made me cry. Uh, there was a part <laughs> of it where, yeah, where she's talking about, like, her paintings, and I'm, like, oh, yeah. God, it's Addie, and that's yeah. so sad. It's mm-hmm. fucking depressing. Oh, there's some really good quotes from that section, too. I don't have any of them. But Me either. Just like how Addie talks about, like, I could love, like, any of these people. Like, I could have a life with these people and just, yeah, you just it is, get the ideas. I think it is just very unique that, like, Addie, not only Addie's circumstance, like, that obviously doesn't happen in a lot of books. But I think that the, like, the genuine desire for that human connection that Addie has and she can't ever fulfill because her relationships end after 
you know, a blink of an eye, basically. It feels so, I don't know, it's just, like I said, kind of traumatizing, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel bad but for she's a bad. She's a bad bitch, though. I mean, I, you, I agree. <laughs> We've talked about this before. The, the end of the book is kind of set up. It could be a second book. Um, here, I'll just read the, the last little section part. Okay, but don't read the part. I want to read something else here in a minute. Okay, I'm just reading the like in part like the part seven part. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so in part seven, Henry lives and writes a book based on the stories that Addie has told him. He publishes the book, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, as fiction and writes um, with like and writes it without an author. Uh, Luke thinks he's won, but Addie knows that her new deal only requires her to stay with him for as long as he desires. Addie plans to break his heart and drive him away. I mean, that's very smart of her. And my thing, though, okay, I think it's definitely set up to for a second book. Yeah. Also, I just like from knowing the fan base, I'm deep in like the fandom of this book. Right, okay? right. And the author is, I'm sure the author is also aware of the fandom. I don't think the fandom would stand for her like not getting with Luke. Well, and I mean, I could see that now, but like when you read the first book, like, well, I know, I still think even in the second book, I don't think I would ever like Luke. I like, unless he, unless he did something really, really redeeming. Everyone's going to be like, damn, Luke's terrible after this. But I want you guys to understand that most people do like Luke. (laughs) He do be the devil though. So don't forget and he's not like happy fun devil like in some books where it's like ooh the devil no mm he's shitty i love it okay i really we don't wanna... get characters like this, this that often and i love them no yeah and that well and that's the thing too i think in any book i would not like this kind of character <laughs> cuz that's just who i am but yeah. i think that also we need to call this episode the showdown because this is what it feels like the showdown <laughs> But I, I don't know. I just really think, like, they, like, genuinely, Luke and Henry are, like, night and day for Addie. I yeah. think they really are. And yeah. Henry provides the things that Addie's always dreamed of, even if it is out of a circumstance created by Luke. <laughs> even if it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still does it. Okay, I want to read this. Okay. Okay. It's kind of long. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. All right. So Addie is in a bookstore, um, and she's trying to find a copy of the book that Henry has written. Okay. She waits until the three of them have moved off to the till, and then, at last, she approaches the display. It is not just a table, but a full shelf, 30 copies of the book faced out, the pattern repeating down the wall. The covers are simple, most of the space given over to the title which is long and large enough to fill the jacket. It's written in cursive, just like the notes on the journals by the bed, a more legible version of her words in Henry's hand, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. She runs her fingers over the name, feels the embossed letters arc and curve beneath her touch, as though she had written them herself. The shop girls are right. There is no author's name, no photo on the back, no sign of Henry Strauss, Beyond the simple, beautiful fact that the book is in her hands, the story is real. She peels back the cover, turns past the title to the dedication. Three small words rest in the center of the page. 
I remember you. I cried like a <laughs> son of a bitch. I did cry at the end. I cried so fucking hard. I and I really was not like I wasn't like I wasn't simping over this book or nothing, you know? Like I it's not like <laughs> it's not like my writing like my favorite writing style, but I did appreciate the plot. I appreciated the characters and I appreciated the ending. I like that. Yeah. And I know I said, like, oh, I love this book. But this actually is one of my, like, favorite books. Yeah. I mean, like, like top three favorite books ever. Which is pretty significant. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is pretty significant. But I do think I, in the grand scheme of things, it, it was a lot higher than I thought it was going to be for me. Yeah. Um, especially after I started it. Um, I was a little nervous there in, like, the first I couple chapters. I think, though, that, like... For people who want to read them, I don't even know, like, how to, like, it's, the writing's very, like, romanticized, like, it's yeah, that kind of writing. And if you want to, like, get into that type of writing, I think this is a good book to do that. Yeah, I agree. Because it's not, like, it's not, I mean, overwhelming. It's digestible. Like, it's not hard to read. But also, there's, like, an interesting plot also, like, things right. going on. So I think it's a good getting into it. At one Rather point, than just, like, real, like, literary. I did the weird thing that I do sometimes at one point where I listen to it and read it at the same time. And I, <laughs> I, I that was helpful that. for me <laughs> as a person who does not normally read this type of writing. I think that was helpful because it kept me focused by, like, providing me something to listen to. But it also gave me the ability to really take in the sections I, I wanted to pay more attention to by like highlighting and things like that. Because mm-hmm. I don't always get that when I just do an audiobook. Um, which is why my quotes for this are kind of sporadic because I only listened and read when I could do both. But damn, I fuck up some audiobooks. I know. <laughs> well, you also drive a fucking hour I do. to and from your workplace every day. So. I'm listening to um Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies right now. Mm. And I can't remember who that's who that's by. It just came out in January. And I'm back and forth on whether I'm telling you to read it or not. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I will want to talk about it. But I'm just... The writing is not on this kind of level. It's... Yeah. Well... Uh, <laughs> it's not all that far. But it is... It does lean that way. Well, and that's... And it's more of, like, a cozy fantasy where there's, like, yeah. there is stuff going on, but it's not, like, this big More similar plot to Legends something. and Lattes for plot? It's... It leans more that way. Okay. But it's not fully... Because, I mean, Legends and Lattes is, like, extremely low stakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is, like... There is a step up from, from that. But I would put them in the same, like, playing field. Well, and I think... Like, you do audiobooks so much better than I do, too, because you listen to them so quickly. Oh, um, yeah. I, I fly through those bitches. You like, are crazy I, psycho. I can listen to, like, a 20-hour audiobook in, like, a few days. Well, and I... So that's the issue is I listen to them, number one, on 1.0 speed. So oh, I yeah. have to every I can't time. Do that. And so that's, like, I was just telling Cass, I've started Kingdom of the Wicked, so we will eventually review that series. Oh, I do love that series. Um, 
But I had to take a break from it because I wasn't in an audiobook mood. So I was missing a lot of things and I was having to go back and re-listen. It's no fault of the book. I'm actually enjoying the book, but it was just, I, I couldn't do it right now. And I don't have a whole lot of time to like just sit and listen to something. Um, like, cause my, my drive to work on the other hand is six minutes. So, you know, I mean, it's not like I have that's a, a Yeah, that's a freaking hour. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of difference versus like that kind of quality of time you know like the things you can do in that space is very limited so I think that audiobooks are a great way to pass it but I don't know I have been listening to I shifted over to that one um how to keep house while drowning so that's a little oh yeah you gotta read that's it's, a great it's really book. good it's good I told you it was really good I'm impressed there's only one little thing in it that I'm like I didn't like that part but everything else I've really liked I'm I'm about halfway through it right now I've been listening to it in the mornings when I'm getting ready for work and it's a nice little picker-upper, too, because it doesn't make you ever feel shitty, really, about, like, not having yeah. a clean house. Yep. Which is nice. I also think I want to listen to Belladonna next, which is kind of like a... I want to say it... Yeah, it is fantasy, but it's like a YA kind I of I kind of want to read that one we had talked about on um, on our upcoming releases pod. The Venco or something like Vincoven... But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, that's what we've been reading lately. Um, so maybe we'll do or an what episode. what we're planning on reading. Yeah, or what, we're, yeah, what, we're, what we've got coming up. Maybe we'll do an episode soon um, about the stuff we've been individually reading because we've been doing a lot of that. Yeah, so that we've been be reading a lot of individual <laughs> We've been struggling to read stuff together, right? We're just not I've been the going same. wild on what I've been reading recently. Yeah, so. she's been, I don't know what she's reading, but it's not for me, probably. Um, I'm turning into a little green witch and I want to go live out in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know that the spring is coming. Cassidy's becoming yeah, bitch, a I've been green fucked witch. up. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I've been fucked up looking at my Goodreads. <laughs> That's how you can, like, check my mental health yeah. status. You, like, you check my Goodreads history. If I'm reading one too many mafia romance, someone got to check on me. Um, you know, it's bad. The other day I went to, like, start reading a book, and I'm like, I physically can't allow this to also be on my Goodreads right now. So I'm going to have to, t- like, put a hold on that <laughs> <laughs> and give it a few weeks. Because <laughs> oh, people are going to start, like, uh, sending, like, a... <laughs> We gotta send out a search party. Is Cassidy okay? Like a wellness check. Yeah, I'm, I'm sending the police to your house. Um, oh god! But yeah, so we have exciting news, people. I feel like now's the time to to break it. Um, we have, I think, two episodes until the end of season two. So mm-hmm. we're gonna come into the springtime for season three. We've got some cool stuff planned um, coming up through uh, the next three months uh, for April, May, and June. So I think it'll be pretty good. I'm excited. Um, yep. Season yeah. three. Whoop, whoop. And you guys just wait until you see the season three cover. It's so cute. So cute. Cassidy did it, so she gets all the cred there. But <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bearing with us after we had a week off. We needed a little break. But we're glad to be back. And we'll yeah. talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Yes.